You're listening to The Self-Worth Circle, hosted by Julie Haxel and Eva Eslander. We are here to remind you to raise your self-worth and wear your invisible crown. It's time. Hello, 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 and welcome to yet another episode of the Self-Worth Circle. My name is Eva, and I am one of the hosts of the show, and today I'm doing a solo episode. So if you're new to the show, welcome. So happy you found our podcast. Our podcast is all about spirituality, wellness, health, and of course, submerging it into one concoction, sprinkling some humor into the mix. We have inspiring guests, we do solo episodes, and we do duo episodes where it's the two of us. And recently, a few episodes back, we we launched a pattern or we informed you guys that we're going to be having a pattern or some kind of structure on these episodes. So every other episode was going to be um, either an or an, a guest or an, inter- or, or an interview and then it was going to be a solo or a duo and we are still sticking to that but we are or we're going to have every other episode is going to be so it's going to be guest then it's going to be solo duo guest so it's going to be like three instead of solo guest um, duo sorry, I messed that up. <laughs> so, um, so instead of being um, solo guest, duo guest solo, right? So we're going to have like solo guest duo. Okay. So, so, so it's going to be, um, almost the same. I don't know if that made a lot of sense to you guys, but anyways, just letting you know, um, and it, you know, we were talking about this with Julia about kind of this, you know, having a structure for this podcast and having this, you know, pattern or, or, um, um, kind of a system to how to, you know, go on about the, the schedule and, and who is doing what episode and when we're doing it together. And, um, it was interesting because for Julia, um, she really wanted to have the structure where again, I noticed that for me, I'm, you know, almost like too much sometimes in my, my feminine energy that I just like kind of I'm like, let's go with the flow and see how it is. And it's just, I sometimes like I'm so far in my, or so deep in my feminine energy that I really dislike structures or patterns or this uh, like systems or rules. And it made me really think about masculine and feminine energy. And it really inspired inspired me to to record an episode about the divine feminine energy and the divine masculine energy. So when we talk about divine feminine and the divine masculine, you know, I just want to really lay it out to start with that these are not gender specific energies. So either like even though they're called the divine 
masculine and the divine feminine, these are energies that we all have, okay? All sentient beings have these, these, this duality within themselves. Um, some might be more in their masculine, whereas some might be more in their feminine, but we all have these qualities to our, to us. So I just want to really really lay that out. And because usually when we even hearing the word feminine, you're like, okay, woman, and you hear masculine, you're like, man. And sure enough, um, you know, usually women hold more of feminine energy um, in a stereotypical kind of generic uh, way, so to speak. And then masculine or men hold more um, masculine energy. So I guess that would be like the common misconception is that ma like masculine energy is only for the male population, whereas feminine energy is something that, um, you know, is only for the female population. Um, but what's really important to understand is the dualistic nature of us humans, but also the universe. And... So this universe is created by both male and female energies. And these energies um, flow through through everything. So through through nature, through seasons, through cycles, um, you know, you name it. And I want to just briefly uh, touch upon the 12 universal laws and uh, just kind of give you a quick crash course through these 12 universal laws and and uh, you can find these really easily online you just type in 12 universal laws explained or 12 universal laws and you'll find a bunch of infographics I'm um, gonna read these off of the interwebs I don't remember them by heart um, but the law of gender or the, you know, the, the divine fem feminine and the divine masculine, which is one of the universal laws really inspired me to do this episode today. But I really want to also briefly mention and explain the other 11 <clears throat> universal laws. Okay. So law number one is a law of divine oneness, which means that everything is connected. Everything is connected. Law of vibration is the second law, which means that everything has its own unique vibrational frequency. Then law of attraction, we've talked about this before. This is um, the foundation for the one of the most sold uh, self-help books, The Secret, which is the law of attraction. Um, like attracts like. The fourth one is the law of correspondence, as above, so below. The fifth is the law of action. Manifestation requires aligned action. You can't just sit on your butt and expect for miracles to fall into your lap. You have to take action. The sixth is law of cause and effect. Every action has a consequence. The seventh one is law of compensation. We are rewarded for right action. Karma, you can think of it as karma. Uh, the eighth one is a law of perpetual transmutation of energy. 
Energy, which means like ever energy is always moving and always changing. Nothing is stagnant. Nothing is static. You're never stuck. Even if you're feeling stuck, you're not. Okay. Um, then law of relativity, which means that your reality, your perception is your reality. So law of polarity is the 10th universal law, which means that there's two sides to everything, kind of like two sides to every story. Then law of rhythm, the 11th law, which is that nothing is permanent. There's cycles to anything, to everything. There's, you know, rhythm to everything. And then the 12th one, law of gender. And that means, and I know this is, again, the word gender can be a trigger for someone. So, so even though it's called the law of gender, we are not talking about genders. We are talking about the feminine and the masculine energy. Um, I found these 12 laws on um, an infographic by... Uh, Wellismo, it's called. But yeah, you can just find them uh, online and you can dive more into the 12 universal laws. But yeah, today I want to really kind of talk about uh, the male and the female energies, the divine feminine, the divine masculine energies, and and how we all hold these energies, um, which is the dualistic nature of the universe. And it's really, you can even look at your, your body. You have, you know, right hand and left hand, right foot, left foot, um, probably have a stronger side. And, um, maybe if you do yoga and a more flexible side. Okay. Um, it's just duality to everything, you know, right, left, uh, right or wrong, day and night, um, sun and the moon, yin to the yang. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Thought and emotion, order and chaos, hot and cold. So the list goes on and on and on. And uh, we we humans, we are by nature also dualistic. Uh, as I mentioned, we have these two energies, no matter whether or it doesn't really matter if you are a man or a woman, you hold both of these energies. And I just want to talk about like, kind of the 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 masculine traits and the the feminine traits um you know and then then you can maybe think about your own life and which areas you feel like your feminine um energy or your masculine energy is more dominant um so feminine energy is uh receiving it's uh, flowing it's creative it's wild um i mean uh, if it, it gets out of balance it's it's almost like chaotic can be that's when it's imbalanced um and whereas masculine energy is um is very rational and um it's very direct it's it's kind of like a straight line and whereas as a, a female energy is cyclical and it's interesting also when you think about like the the man and the female bodies and you look at our bodies and the feminine body is it has more roundness to it so we have our balance point is in our hips we have more weight in our hips we have breasts 
and we're softer. Our skin is usually softer. Um, we don't grow muscle uh, naturally as much as men do. And men, male energy and male bodies are are stronger and more kind of um, like they have lines to them or like sharper lines, whereas feminine bodies are kind of more softer. So yeah, you can think of male energy being like a, like a, almost like a, like, you don't want to see a box, but they have like these corners and sharp ends and, and feminine energies, like icy circles and, and flowing. And when both of these energies work together, it's, it's like, you can think of it as a, a dance between these energies. So it becomes like a, a spiral in ideally, but often we, we might be imbalanced in some areas or, you know, some people are like super creative, but then they, they have the, all of these ideas and, and, um, they just constantly get inspired by life. And then others are more than the, then again, the doers and they take action and, and, um, yeah, like actual steps and systems and rules to, to then actually manifest whatever it is that one wants to create. Which means that our fullest potential is found by balancing the masculine and the feminine energy. And like I mentioned, you know, sometimes or <laughs> probably most often, um, some of these these energies might be out of oh, out of balance or misunderstood or or disrespected or even silenced and when we look at history and for a long time um, the position for of women um, and the divine feminine it's that women and and the divine feminine and now I know I'm using kind of these um both the gender of, of women, females, and the word divine feminine, but it's the, the energy still of, of the, or of the archetype, uh, which women hold more of. Um, but this, so that the archetype of the divine feminine and women, both of them, have been oppressed for a long time. And just look at our history um, or still there's countries that women and men do not have equal rights and women are seen as the nurture or the stay-at-home mom or you know the one who takes care of the children and um, and is not as a smart and whereas men are the breadwinners um and then when you look at it from like an other perspective from like the energies of, of feminine energy, which is feminine energy is very intuitive and which is kind of the superpower of the divine feminine is intuition, which is our innate nature to be intuitive, to be in the know, because then in nature or by fault, women are not as strong in their bodies as men. Okay, so they can't fight off um, a threat, whereas man can just like 
run faster or escape. You know, they have that like stronger uh, fight or flight response. Whereas women, it's like they don't have that um, um, innate strength or or dominance in in a physical manifestation. So for women, it's uh, more of, of sensing into fear and then being able to um, act um, before the the potential threat uh, takes place, if that makes sense. So intuition is is the gift or the the gem of the divine divine feminine. And that's our natural state, being intuitive, being in the know, sensing into places, people, situations. And when we don't feel intuitive, it's it's a signal to know that you've drifted from your innate nature. And then when you look at the opposite, which is the divine masculine and the gem or the gifts of the divine masculine, it's being fearless and loyal and the protector. So it's going for it without any fear. And, and that's, which is so interesting when you think of also, um, men are like more prone to take bigger risks because yes, it's in, it's in their innate nature, but it's also important to understand, even though it's in the innate nature to take these risks that there's shadow sides or like I've talked about, like when these energies come out imbalanced, they get out of control. So for the masculine traits or the, the, the masculine energy out of control becomes controlling and, and even aggressive and abusive. And that's when we talk about toxic masculinity, it's, it's hard and, 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 and just almost like emotionless. So it's when the individual is slacking feminine energy. So key here is finding balance between the two. And in a similar way, feminine energy is, like I've said, it can become chaotic, but also, I was like, trying to avoid using this word, but like bitchy and manipulative and and erratic and neurotic. <laughs> so I'm sure we've all had moments in our lives when we've been all those things. And as I said, we probably tend to be or hold more of either the masculine or the feminine energy by nature. But finding harmony with these 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 energies, these yin and yang energies is really, really how you fully uh, tap into your fullest and highest potential to your highest self. And as I said, the the gem or the um, the diamonds or the 
the the, the highest manifestation of of these energies for for feminine energy is being truly intuitive and, and wise, whereas for masculine energy is is being fearless, courageous, and the protector and loyal. Um, so those are, are amazing and great qualities to really strive after. And depending on which is your dominant energy, there are ways for you to practice uh, tapping into one or the other. So for feminine energy, if you're lacking feminine energy or you don't feel completely connected to your feminine side, you can start by um, creative movement. And this is something that can feel super awkward to start with and <laughs> almost like you'll feel silly. And it really makes me think of, of, of yoga and teaching yoga. And I know this is something Julia also teaches in her classes at times is we allow for moments of free flow of of just free movement expression of yourself and i for instance i truly 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 love um whenever i'm taking a class and there's like a moment of when the teacher's like hey you know for the next few minutes or for the next song or songs or whatever amount of time there's just free free flow so do whatever feels good to your body and I, for me, it's like, oh my God, it's just like, I love it, love it, love it. And it's funny because I was just talking to a friend and she was just like, oh my God, she hates it. And she just wants to, there to be, you know, structure and she wants to be told what to do. And it was just, it made me really think of, of the, the masculine, the feminine energy and how she probably, this is completely and if she's listening to this, uh, no offense, but maybe she is then more dominant um, in her 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 masculine energy when it comes to uh, expression, uh, physical expression. I don't know, just a wild a wild guess. I might be completely out here and wrong, but just you know, um, just putting it out there. If um, if you if you can tap into to what I'm I'm trying to say here, um, so movement and dancing and just kind of like getting out of your head because your head, which is is the mind thinking, 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 thinking. Okay, is is what you need to tap away from. You need to tap in with your body, which is this the sensing vessel. It's your, it's your vehicle in life. So tapping into that feminine energy of your body. So let yourself be free and free movement. Let yourself be in your body, your God-given vehicle. Okay. So that's one. Um, and then writing, uh, writing, journaling, and free flow of writing. So one thing that we've mentioned, and I think in, in some previous podcast episode is morning, morning pages is when you wake up first thing in the morning, just five pages of just putting out anything that comes out. Don't really kind of analyze it or, or think about what you're writing. Just whatever comes out, it might be about, you know, you might be rambling about, I don't know, whatever, but just like let it come out. And that's a way to start tapping into more of the feminine energy 
And then meditation, 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 meditation. Meditation is just a wave to really balance in both the masculine and the feminine energy and bridging the gap between these. So finding the balance, um, because we all tend to be in our heads just way too much. And it's just a great, great way to, to find harmony. And then nature. So get out there, get into nature and tap into the elements, get your hands dirty, get them in, into the mud, do some gardening. I know it's winter right now in, in Finland, but still, those are ways to tap into feminine energy. And even, like I said, Earth is our mother, Mama Pachamama, Mother Earth is Gaia, is feminine, and Father Sky is uh, is masculine. So, yeah, tapping into Earth. And as for connecting with your masculine energy, it's more about finding structure. So a schedule or thinking it in terms of, of a pattern, if you may. So maybe scheduling some time for XYZ or whatever it is you want to work towards. So just putting off time to actually do it. And this is this is a great method and I want to mention it. I think I've talked about it before in, an, in a podcast episode, but just I'm going to go ahead and assume you haven't listened to every single episode. So there's something called the Pomodoro and the Pomodoro method or the Pomodoro technique is basically a technique where you break time into intervals. So let's say, for instance, for 20 or 25 minutes or whatever, however long you choose to do your intervals for, you completely focus on your task and then you have a break and you do something else. Maybe you, I don't know, you have a dance party and then you time yet another 20 to 25 minutes and you again give your undivided attention to your task so that you're working towards a goal. Okay. So setting goals is, is tapping into masculine energy. Okay. So structured goals and actually taking those steps towards it. So if you are feeling very unfocused and scattered and not having goals, um, chances are you might be way deep in, in the, the divine feminine. And for creatives or people who tend to hold more of the, the feminine energy, the feminine traits, it's really useful to have these different techniques to really align with the masculine energy. Because in order for us to really create and... Um, manifest we need both just as in in biblical terms um, the the biggest manifestation bearing fruit in your womb space which is the the home for manifestation uh, energetically in your body for women but you need the seed you need the action to be there for life to grow so there needs to be some action that is also taken sorry i went a little deep there with that but just um giving you a full on example on on manifestation and how both energies are needed. So 
it's just kind of like when you think about manifestation and the law of attraction and if you just sit on your bum and just expect for miracles to fall into your lap it's just it's probably not going to be happening okay so now that we've covered the basics of masculine and feminine energy, I want to really dive a little bit deeper into these energies from the Chinese medicine perspective. So in Chinese medicine, they're referred to as yin and yang, yin being the feminine energy and then yang being the masculine energy. So yin being, you know, connected to um, winter stillness, uh, intuition, standstill, um, feelings, whereas um, yang is then fire, action, summer, mm, heat. Um, so in Chinese medicine, they further divide these energies into two different categories within the masculine and the feminine energy. So they're called the greater and the lesser yin and the greater and the lesser young. And I just want to briefly touch upon this. I'm no expert in these, but I find it really interesting. And there's definitely, um, for me, one of the categories that I really, really, really feel that is me. So I'm going to start with that. It's called the greater yin. So this is basically as feminine as it can be. And you it's about it's like full on empath you feel everything you absorb other people's energies um even before you may know something you just sense things and you also require a lot of alone time so for me it's quite interesting because i i really feel that I am both an extrovert and an introvert simultaneously, which is pretty interesting, but I do feel like I do get energy from being surrounded by people, but I do also feel like I fully need to be in my hermit mode to kind of um, almost like bounce back from, from, from being surrounded by other people. So people with having or hold more greater yin energy, they need a lot of alone time. And Usually people that are um, or hold more greater yin energy, they're probably called like super sensitive or super um, just emotional because you you really like just probably cry when you're watching a movie or you cry whenever your friend is feeling sad or you really absorb other people's uh, energies. So what's the strengths here? So, okay, you're, you're authentic, you're basically you're an open book, you're who you are, and you can really emphasize with other people. And um, you also adapt really well to other people's uh, energies. And it's almost like you're this um, chameleon. <laughs> is it is it the chameleon that changes skin, skin color when it's surrounded when it's I don't know next to something else anyways you you know what I'm saying but what's important is that you really set aside time for yourself to recharge because the risk is if you are one of these people that you feel like you're definitely you know fall into the category of of having this greater yin energy you might be a sponge so you really kind of take on other people's energies and feelings. So this is something really 
um, to be aware of. And this is also something we've mentioned before about for highly empathetic people being in water is a great way because water is, is connected or the body of water is connected to our emotional state. So being in water or being in a bathtub or um, rinsing yourself up in a shower, swimming, being in the ocean is a great way to neutralize these energies that you might have absorbed from other people that are not even yours to carry. So yeah, taking time to really process whatever it is that you have um, sucked in from your surroundings or other people is, is crucial. Um, so then the other energy or um, kind of category for yin is, is having lesser yin. And this energy is a little bit more fluid than... The greater yin energy whereas you could say that the greater yin is kind of really connected with that standstill mode and the lesser yin is a little bit more fluid and still very or still sensitive but has more maybe of um, analytical traits to themselves so these are usually people that are really drawn to safety security and but they fall do fall into kind of that group of being in the risk of being taken advantage of because they are so you know let's go with the flow and they're really often maybe people that um are submissive almost i don't know lack of a better word but yeah, I think you you might understand what I'm saying. So then we have um, the category of holding lesser yang. And um, these are people that are playful. They, they have some creative energy to them, but they also understand... Um, structure, um, rules, um, and the, um, I don't know, I would almost call this type maybe the realist. And, um, and then the downside of this type is feeling anxious or stuck um, due to just feeling, you know, stability. Mm. And then the last type is the greater yang. And this is kind of the boss energy. This is kind of the, the energy type with the most fire. And it's a type A personality. Um, yeah, I mean, these are, these are, this is the, the category, the character for just getting shit done, natural leaders. And um, I just, I don't know, I guess the downside would be burning out, <laughs> doing too much. But yeah, I just find it really interesting to, to use these um, 
to get to know myself better and really analyze my own personality, my traits, my characteristics, and uh, see what resonates with me. And it made me also think about the three doshas in Ayurveda, Vata, Pitta, and Kapha, and and how these are all basically tools for us to know ourselves better, right? And now that I'm really talking about all these different um, ways to to categorize uh, ourselves, I have to mention the Meyer Briggs uh, personality test, which is something you can do. Actually, you can do it online. It's called the 16 personality test. It's online. It's a questionnaire. It takes a while to do it. I, it's basically, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a bunch of questions and, um, you will get, um, you'll get a personality type with a bunch of information and it's really accurate. And, they so how they do it they divide like they give you four letters and and they give you and these four letters are then in a specific order and then that specific order is the the indicator for what personality type you are so they kind of measure if you're more of an extrovert versus an introvert or are you more sensing um, or intuitive or are you a feeler or a thinker judging or perceiving or perceiver. So it's just super interesting. And again, just yet another tool to get to know yourself better. And I guess really, you know, that's what all of these different practices, um, different tools and um, categories are, is to find our way back home to ourselves. And just in the same way, like astrology is almost like a map uh, or a system for you to understand yourself better. And same way with all of these, um, you know, understanding masculine and feminine energy, understanding the greater and the lesser yin, understanding greater and lesser yang, understanding your personality um, indicator, understanding your dosha, understanding your chakras, all of this you know, your, your rising sign, your, your moon sign, your sun sign, your true node and all of these are, are your human design. They're just systems, ways, bridges to yourself, tapping into yourself and helpful in order to understand yourself. So tools, ways, and they all take you back to the same destination the the may though the way may be different and differing and there might be different kind of different kind of rules or um, ways to measure or whatever but it's the same destiny coming home tapping into your innate self your truth your being your essence what makes you unique and it can be really empowering to use these tools because they teach you more about you. And at the end of the day, in as deep as it may sound, I do feel that that's maybe a partial mission, you know, why we're here to understand ourselves better, to connect with ourselves better and through that connect with each other. 
And I'm going to end this episode with that really deep, deep thought because um, I feel like I channeled it. It's it's didn't come from me. Um, so a deep bow of gratitude for having stayed with me through this episode. Uh, I hope this was interesting and um, I'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from you. So make sure to give us a review on um, on Apple Podcasts. Shoot, I always <laughs> I suck at making these outros. But please, yeah, give us a review. Share this episode with anyone if you think it's helpful on social media. Make sure to tag us. We'd be ever so grateful. Have a beautiful weekend. And yeah, let's stay in touch. Bye.